So first things first is clean up your digital house. That means Googling yourself and going and looking at all of the things you have online and making sure they are in alignment with who you say you are today. Boom. Then you are going to make sure that you have a professional bio. I can't tell you how many people want to be a speaker. And then what do you think event organizers ask for? They ask for send me your bio. So make sure that you've ed- you've written it, you've edited it. I don't care if you have to hire a copywriter. You can hire somebody for a very nominal fee to just get your speaker bio, to get your intro bio, your speaker bio, your about page, whatever. Very small chunks of copy that will totally make you the one to put be in the forefront for opportunities. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen... It's time to give you some hard truths, so sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the Dirty 30 Live. We are about to get started. If this is your first time here, hello. My name is Monique Bryan and we talk all things personal branding every Monday right here at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. What is up? What is up? Shondell and Nisha, everybody who's coming in. Super great announcements today. And I am going to be taking you through... The you want to be a speaker checklist that is exclusive to the members inside of my JBOD accelerator. So stay to the end. You get all that juicy tips and bits. And if you actually want a copy of this checklist, you're going to send me a DM and I'm going to hook you up with that. How about that? I am not going to waste any time because we have a lot on this list to cover. So One of the things that I'm a huge advocate for is if you want to be a speaker, which a lot of people who come into my sphere does, then you want to be set up powerfully to do that. So let's talk about being a speaker for a second, because most of my clients, people who come to me, one of the number one things they want to be is a speaker. They want to be a thought leader in their space and they want to do speaking. So one thing I ain't going to teach you is how to be a speaker. Okay, there are people who do that and do that phenomenally. However, what I can teach you is one, how to get noticed and two, how to set yourself up powerfully so they choose you over somebody else, right? Because there are a lot of us out here doing the exact same thing, but what makes you unique is one thing and then what makes you professional is a whole nother thing, okay? Because there are people out here saying that they're speakers, but if you go and look them up or you go to try and hire them, they don't have their ducks in a row. And so I'm gonna be taking you through Oh my gosh, I'm like, how many are on this list? I didn't count them. (laughs) Usually I like to do a, here's our top 10. So I'm going to give you, let's see, I'm going to give you about top 10. And then if you want the rest of the list, you're going to have to email me to get it. So here are the things you want to have in check, in order, 
before you go out here and start claiming yourself as a speaker and trying to approach event organizers and being like, I'm a speaker, hire me, hire me, hire me. So here's what I want to tell you before I even jump into this. Everything I'm telling you are things I've learned since I've launched this business, this third business, okay? Because here's the thing about all of this. Anything I'm telling you, it's because I wasn't 100% prepared when I came out here being a speaker. So I can tell you what event organizers told me. So this isn't me like talking at you being like, I got it all figured out. I know better than you. It's like Monique didn't know. So she had to get her ducks in a row. And now I know exactly what to do because since I now am hired as a speaker, as a workshop facilitator around personal branding and building your brand and making you epic. All of that to say, one, Monique has had way too much caffeine this morning. You guys saw my amazing latte in my stories today? Yes, she did. And two, I am telling you this from a place of I didn't know and now I can teach you because now I know. Okay, here we go. So in no particular order, these are the things you need to have in order before you go out and start pitching yourself as a speaker. So first things first is clean up your digital house. You guys know I talk about this all the time. Cleaning up your digital house, what does that look like? That means Googling yourself and going and looking at all of the things you have online and making sure they are in alignment with who you say you are today. Boom. So first things first is you're going to clean up your digital house. Then you are going to make sure that you have a professional bio. I can't tell you how many people want to be a speaker. And then what do you think the speaker people, what do you think the event organizers ask for? They ask for send me your bio. So make sure that you've ed you've written it, you've edited it. I don't care if you have to hire a copywriter. You can hire somebody for a very nominal fee to just get your speaker bio, to get your intro bio, bio your speaker bio, your about page, whatever. Very small chunks of copy that will totally make you the one to put be in the forefront for opportunities. So don't skimp on it. This is your brand. This is your business. Don't skimp on it. So you want to have the bio. Then the next thing you want to have, they're going to ask you for is what? Your photo. Give me your headshots. Give me your headshots. Anna's saying she hired Pollyanna Reed for that. Yes, Pollyanna Reed. She was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Amazing, you know, senior contributor for Forbes magazine. If you haven't heard her episode, go back because Pollyanna and I had an amazing conversation about you, who you are, how to position yourself. Hello. And she don't mix words, right? So your professional headshot. Now, right now we are, I don't, wherever you are in the world, everyone has different, some people are in lockdown, some people are in quarantine, some people are not. So hiring a photographer and having them take your photo right now can be challenging for some people. However, you can have a socially distanced photo shoot. We do them, right? The person does not need to be near you to take a photo. One second thing is, if you don't know, if you can't get into YouTube, how to take your own damn photo. You literally could put a, a camera on a tripod and take your own photo with a remote clicker, right? Like figure out lighting, sit in front of a window. I don't care what you have to do. Guys, it is the year of no excuses. It is the year of no excuses. You can get a professional headshot that is not a selfie done even during lockdown. We've done them. It can be done. Next thing. So where are we at? We're at number three. Because you guys know I lose, I lose track of the numbers. <laughs> so somebody needs to keep track of what's going on. Digital house. Okay, I'm writing it down. Okay, and then the next thing you want to have is you want to have a list of speaker topics. I was like skipping one. Have your list of your speaker topics. And when I say list, this is a very short list, right? Very short list. You want to have your list of speaker topics. What are you uniquely qualified to speak about 
do not have a laundry list because you cannot be everything to everyone. And then event organizers don't know where to put you. I have made this mistake many times, right? Where I'm like, I talk about this and it was so general that they're like, this is not, I don't know where to put you, right? They know me, so they know where to put me. But at the time they were like, no, Monique, that's not the, that's not it. So I want you to have three, only three. What are your speaker topics? Next thing you want to have is a clear, identify your clear target audience. Target audience. You don't speak to everybody, so don't pretend that you do. So who do you want to be in front of? So I'll give you an example. I used to have on my media kit that I speak in front of women's groups, entrepreneurs, high schools, universities, and corporate. Now here's the thing. I got hired to speak at a high school. That was the last time Monique speaks at a high school because I don't like, if any of you guys have teenagers out there, you already know. You know how hard it is to get a teenager to listen to even a 20 minute, I wasn't, the presentation wasn't even 20 minutes because I talk quickly. It was like 12 to 15 minute talk. Oh my God. It is like impossible without you doing some real gymnastics up in there. So I didn't enjoy it. And I said, cause it was a friend who hired me, you know, it was a paid engagement. She hired me to come speak at her high school around entrepreneurship, post-grad, what do you guys to look for? You know, woman of color, blah, blah, blah. And I hated it. So I don't do that no more. I don't do that no more, right? So be really specific about who you want to speak in front of. Do some research. Next one, number six, is you want to have some, some relevant current examples of you speaking. How the hell do you get hired to speak? I'm getting so amped that the table's moving. Do you get hired to speak if they've never heard you speak? They have, this is what I really want you to grasp in here is event organizers, people who are hiring you to speak are put, they are a brand them, themselves. They are putting their reputation on the line to put you in front of their audience. People are signing up for their event and you have made an agreement to deliver on this event in a really amazing way. How do you do that? Make sure the speakers are in line with your audience and they make you look good. So they need to be able to see you speak somewhere so they can be like, yes, I like that. There's an example of it. Come and do that for our people, right? So right now, obviously, my, a big part of my business used to be speaking engagements, right? Speaking engagements. And that was how people got to know me, like came into my sphere, like hired me for their high and VIP days that I do because we spend so much time together in those VIP days. They want to experience me, right? So same thing with your speaking. People need to hear you speak. So what are you going to do? You are going to do lives. You're going to go on Instagram. You're going to go on YouTube. You're going to create whatever content you have to create where you can have a link and send it to the event organizer and be like, see, I do this and I do it well. Go and watch me. Number seven. And we're flying through these guys. So I hope you got your pen and you wrote it down. I'll do a recap at the end. The other thing you want to have in place is your signature talk, your signature talk. So you can talk about a lot of things, but what's the signature one that you're known for that shows your most use, shows your credibility, your authority on a subject, right? What is that one thing? If you, and then there's that, then you want to perfect that thing. Perfect the talk, okay? Don't wing it. Prepare. There's nothing better than preparation. Preparation is what will have you look like the professional that you are, will have you stand out from the rest. 
So prepare your signature talk or your signature workshop because a lot of organizations will say like, what is your signature talk? What do people hire you for the most? Because you could talk about a lot of things. They may have found you online and they're like, okay, we need you to direct us. You think they know what they want, but they don't always know what they want, right? So recently I did a series of workshops for Accelerate Her and we talked about what their audience wants and I said, okay, well, this one is my signature talk that I do. Is this the one that you want, right? And they were like, yes, we kind of like that one, but what else can you deliver? And I was like, okay, great. So I had the signature talk. They bought the signature talk before. Now they're like, this is a new audience. We want them to be like on the next level. So they bought three other ones that have to do with specifically around social media. You want to have something that's like, if you're on a call with people who are looking to hire you, be prepared. What are they looking for? So here's another thing that isn't on the list, but it's when anyone is going to hire you to do something, I always like to know about their audience and what do they hope the audience will walk away with. Number one, I don't just, if people message me and they're just like, hey, can you do this thing? And it's like, no, we're going to have a conversation because it's my job to deliver greatness. It's my job to deliver an amazing experience. I can't do that if I don't know who I'm talking to and what you as the event organizers have promised to your audience and are looking for. What are you hoping for? So do in your research. So if you're going to be hired for as a speaker, you're, you're going to want to get some information. Never be afraid to ask questions because it will save you headache in the end. You want to know what you're signing up for. And another thing too is if you were a new speaker, sometimes there's a feeling that you can't ask questions because you're new. Don't do that. You want to come to that talk ready. And you can only be ready if you don't have any lingering questions about what was the talk supposed to be about? What does success look like for the event organizer, right? Number eight, you want to have a brand. You want to have a personal style profile. Now, this does take some time to develop clearly because I built my business around teaching how to build your personal brand. (laughs) But here's the thing. When you look at your different social media platforms, you look at your website, any of the collateral that's out there, any of the assets that are out there where your name's attached, you want to have some cohesiveness, right? You want it to look like you really gave a damn about it. (laughs) And there's unified colors, unified um, fonts, You know what I mean? We talked about the updated photos, but a unified feeling that fits with who you are as a brand. So you can come out and deliver what you say you're going to deliver on, but it's reinforced by when people look you up, they can be like, yes, they are who they say they are. Because here's the thing, you're going to go do this talk. You're going to blow them away. Then people are going to go look you up. They may look you up while you're doing the talk. What are they going to find? Make it easy for them. Make it easy for them to work with you, hire you again, follow your content, sign up for your email list. And they will do that if you look like the professional that you presented yourself to be. Also, that is what event organizers are doing. They're looking you up. You want to do something? Fine. But they're going to look you up. They may be looking you up while you're on that call, being like, is this a brand we want associated with our brand? And if you have no brand, it's harder for them to understand where you fit for them. So that was number eight. We're going to go to 10. Okay, guys. So number nine is you want to create your own event intake form. 
So this is something that I do and I encourage all of my clients to do, which is before you even accept something or go back and forth on email and stuff like that, it makes your life a lot easier if you have an intake form, like a just easy on Google created, where you get to ask all your questions up front so you know if it's the right fit. Again, if you're new, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be asking these questions. So whether or not you feel comfortable sending a Google form for people to answer or you have the form in front of you while people are you're on the call with them, have it with all of your questions. Now, the form is something that I share inside of the JBOD Accelerator for all of my students. They can go and access it and have it. We do a whole speaker secrets module. So this is, I'm pulling this checklist from the module and there's like 20 things on the checklist, but we're only going to do 10 today. And I am telling you the number one difficulty for new speakers is asking, is this paid or not? Nobody wants to talk about money. Especially you ladies, we don't want to talk about money. You ain't going to make no money if you ain't talking about money, right? You don't want to ask, so then you don't, and you end up doing something for free, or you're in an awkward conversation on a call. And I'm not going to get into how you determine your price or everything. anything. You won't have to be in the program for all of that. But if you put it on the form, is this a paid event, an unpaid event, or for charity? Those are the three things I want to know. Are you charging tickets for this? Meaning if you're making money off of this, but you're not willing to pay your speakers, then what's the trade-off? You want me to come here and I always look at what's, it's like, what's in it for me? I'm going to come deliver for your people. Hands down, I'm coming to deliver the goods. But also it has to be worth my time because there's other things going on, right? So what's in it for me as a speaker? What's in it for you as the event organizer? But what's in it for me as a speaker? Now, if you have an audience of millions and I wanna expand my reach, I may damn well do it for free because I'm like, wow, millions, yay. However, that depends. Am I able to pitch my services at the end? Are you going to put my name and my email somewhere where people can find me on your marketing collateral? How much marketing is involved? Like there's a lot of things you wanna know before you say yes. And in the beginning, I didn't know any of these things. So like I was saying, these are all things I had to learn the hard way. You wanna think about your time emailing back and forth about things that may not be a right fit. You also want to look at where you are in your journey, because when I started out, I would speak wherever you would ask me to speak, and that benefited me. It did, because nobody knew me. So if nobody knows you, you don't have a lot of legs to stand on to be asking for things. But if you come and bring the thunder, then people will follow you no matter what. So you show up, you bring the thunder. I've met a lot of people through just going and speaking, right? Before you know, I became a quote unquote speaker. Monica is saying, can we use that if we are pitching to others or just if they are pitching to us? Good question. If you're pitching to other people, I wouldn't use that because you're asking them for something. So now you can't ask them to do work on top of asking them to do something. So if you want to go and speak somewhere, it's a different conversation. Now we're in a different relationship. So you want to know what events they've done in the past why are you the best speaker? Have you attended one of their events? A lot of people, a lot of event organizers won't hire you or are less inclined to hire you if you've never gone to any of their events. You don't know their audience. You're not on their email list. You don't interact with their lives. You don't interact with their content. Like you want to show that you are part, you can speak to their community because you're part of their community. That's a big one, right? So very good question, Monica, on that. You want to use this intake if people are pitching to you. And number 10, I want you 
to see there's two things here i'm like which one should number 10 be one is create a media kit yeah let's just use this now media kit i'm going to use for there's different levels of media kit for sure there's people who are brand new who ain't got you know you don't have any have anything to put in the media kit you obviously can't create a media kit but you will create a version of one with links to your bio podcast you've been on your signature talks all of these things you may have a speaker page, different organization, logos that you're associated with. But if you've done this a couple of times, you want to start building your media kit. You definitely want to be doing this because the bigger organizations want these things. They're like, who are you? Let me look at it so I can share it with the rest of my team. And I hired a so that many different people at many different times to do media kits for me. So I've learned a lot about media kits and... I have to say my latest one is the most awesome, but you may have media kits for different things, whether that's brand partnerships or speaking or whatever you, I have one for speaking for brand partnerships and for the podcast. Like when I'm pitching the podcast to other people, I have a media kit for that because I went to go and get certain guests on the podcast and their reps were like, where's your media kit? And I was like, I don't have one for podcasts yet because I'm a new podcaster at the time. Right? So Think about those things. Think about where you are in your journey. Then think about what would you want if you were hosting an event and trying to hire a speaker? What would you want from them? And then make sure that you have it. So here, we're gonna do a quick recap. And if you guys want this list, you're gonna have to send me a DM to get it. And here's the recap. So top 10 guys, get your pans ready. Here we go. So the first one is clean up your digital house. Number two is update that bio. Even if you have to hire somebody, get your professional bios done. Number three is have professional headshots so you can send to event organizers and show that you're a serious speaker, not just playing and speaking. Number four is have your list of speaker topics, no more than three. Number five is know your target audience. So when you're pitching, you're able to say my target, my ideal target audience is. Number six is... What does that say? <laughs> like chicken scratch. Oh, video. <laughs> video of you speaking. Very important. Have a link so they can get an example of you speaking, whether you create one yourself, whether you're doing lives on Instagram, it doesn't matter. Make sure you have some links of you speaking. Then you want your signature talk written, ready to go, your sig- or your signature workshop. Number eight is have a brand established online. Number nine is create an intake with important questions that you will want to know to have the person who's approaching you fill out so you're not feeling any ways about asking about what you need. And number 10 is have a media kit, whether it's a one pager, whether it's extensive, have a photo, have a link to past speaking engagements, have, you know, your audience, the target audience, your speaker topics, the types of talks you do. So all of this, more of this is inside of the speaker secrets checklist. So those are your top 10 guys speaking. Listen, right now, especially because we cannot gather, conferences are happening in a lot of parts of the world. Speaking isn't something where you can just go go and show up. It's all happening virtually, right? Which is a good thing and a challenging thing. It's challenging if you're somebody who thrives in person and you love that experience. Like myself, I love stage. I love presence. I feed off of energy of audience. But Virtually, because now you don't need to hop on a plane in order to be noticed. You don't need to hop on a plane in order to be chosen. So there's literally no excuse for why you can't get in front of people right now. But you've got to come correct because people are out here doing what you be doing. So what has you be the one? 
period, point final, done. Okay, guys, that's it, that's all. I hope you take all of this juice. DM me if you want the list. Okay, bye. This episode was super juicy, am I right? If you ever want to experience the Dirty 30 Live in real time, follow me over on Instagram at MoniquePrian underscore co, that's Brian with a Y, and set your alarm to every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and come get your questions answered live over on the show. And if you want to experience the juice 24-7, make sure you join my free Facebook community, The Juicy Brand Squad, where you get exclusive tools, trainings, and access to a community of other badass entrepreneurs raising their juicy CEO status. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business.